tonight on the final score, we talked to former ECU Pirate football player, Mr. Ty Hunt. We talk about his career with the Pirates, playing for Coach Steve Logan, what it was like to be a Pirate, what it was like playing for that program, some of his teammates like Pernell Griffin, uh, Norris McCleary. We talk about some of the games he played in, some good, not some not so good. Playing against Mike Vick with Virginia Tech, how was that? Talk about the famous, well, it hurts to be an ECU Pirate to talk about this one, the GMAC Bowl against Marshall. Oh, that was a painful one. But we also talk about a good memory, one of the most famous ECU Pirate games, the 1999 game against Miami. No pun intended, the hurricane game, which – ECU played at NC State and whipped, well, I won't say whipped, beat number nine Miami Hurricanes uh, 27-23. We had a great time with Mr. Hunt. Hope to have him on again to talk some pirate football, but here you go. This is Mr. Ty Hunt on the final score. Hi, guys. Whenever I get a chance, and I know you've heard me say this time and time again, but it's the truth. Whenever I get the chance to talk to an ECU pirate football player, it's a big thrill for me. I've been a diehard ECU football fan since 83. And, uh, man, I've got to interview a lot. I've been fortunate enough to interview a lot of these guys. And with me tonight is another ECU player. Uh, he's a former defensive lineman from ECU. from Actually, from 97 to 2001, he redshirted his freshman year. But he was there for a lot of these big games. He got he got to go down and play a a a, uh, a really close game against Alabama. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember that. A lot of people don't remember ECU had Alabama on the ropes at Alabama in front of 80,000 people. We got it. We talk about the, the famous hurricane game, no pun intended, against Miami at Raleigh where, you know, everybody, every ECU fan remembers that. And, of course, unfortunately, we have to talk about one of the wildest games in ECU history, uh, the, the 2001 bowl game the against Marshall getting to the G, the GMAC bowl and seeing you know this guy got a touchdown in that game we're going to talk a little bit about him playing against uh Byron Leftwich and and that how wild that game was but with me tonight is former ECU defensive lineman Mr. Ty Hunt welcome to the show Mr. Hunt thank you for having me young man I appreciate you yeah, like I said, thank you so much for being here. You know, like I said, we talked a little bit before we went on the air. It's a big thrill to get an ECU football player on here. Much less, you know, somebody that played in, in you know, what I consider it, it really three really memori memorial games that ECU played in. A lot of people don't remember that Alabama game. It, it had slipped my mind. I actually have it. I actually have it. Uh, I had the... the video cassette of it back in the day when I recorded it and I yeah. came across it not too long ago and I sat down watching and I was like I forgot how much we you guys had them on the ropes I, I'm gonna tell you something man we uh we gave those guys a shock I think we I think for them you know it's always a tune-up game you know yeah. they figure each, uh, as well each Carolina, it's just a tune-up game and uh, when we started hitting them in the chops uh they realized real fast they went for a dog fight yeah and and, and, you know, it's kind of a controversy, some controversial plays. Uh, you guys end up losing by one there, but, man, uh, and playing playing an Alabama team right down to the wire, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But I want to talk a bit. You're from Hickory, North Carolina, right? 
Yes, sir. Hickory, North Carolina, born and raised. Uh, all my family pretty much um, are from there as well. Uh, grandmother, mother, dad, uh, everyone you can think of. Uh, Hickory's a, a cool little place. I grew up, uh, I tell you, man, it, uh, it helped shape me into the man that I am today. Um, very diverse community. Um, and I love the little place. I, I truly do. Yeah, it's, not, it's nothing like home. I'm from a real small town myself and uh, moved back after staying away for a few years, but I moved back and love it. It's quiet, and I, it's where I grew up. It's home. Nothing like home. But growing up, yeah. who who did you pull for? Who were some of your favorite teams or, or favorite players that you pulled for? Well, I would definitely say um, I don't really have a favorite team so much. And, you know, it's crazy that I'm 42 years old today, and I'm still kind of the same way. I really don't have a favorite team. I always have favorite players. Right. And I would do I would definitely say probably one of my hands-down favorite players of all time, Lawrence Taylor. Um, I had the opportunity to get to meet him as well. Wow. Um, about five years ago. Um, I said another one of my favorite players uh, back in that time. Uh, and it's crazy that, you know, I, I like defensive guys. And, and lo and behold, what did I <laughs> play my whole career? Defense. Right. I, I just, just, just the, being able to, to dish out punishment, you know, I, I kind of fell in love with that aspect of the game. But um, I know definitely uh, like um, Charles Haley was yeah. another guy I really yeah. enjoyed. I just I just love watching those guys come off the edge and bend their bodies and and then and get to the quarterback. I just it's something about it that I had a I had a something in me. I just wanted to do that. That's what I wanted to do when I saw it. I, and I knew I was going to be kind of tall, being that my mom is six one and my dad is six four. I kind of figured that I, I I'd be tall enough to <laughs> possibly uh, do that one day. Right. Yeah, that's two great Hall of Fame players there, and uh, a lot of Super Bowls between them. I think Haley had five, and Taylor Taylor had what two? I think Taylor had two. So, had yeah. So, uh, was football the only sport you you played growing up in high school? Uh, no, sir. I played basketball. Um, I was okay. Uh, I went, uh, you know, being six five playing basketball, you come a dime a dozen. Right. And uh, I, I knew, um, well, I kind of found out roughly around my junior year uh, when I started receiving letters from, from colleges and stuff, and um, all of my Division One schools pretty much were all football schools, and, or well, football, and most of my Division Two schools and uh, a couple of small Division one, two way schools. I was getting uh, notification for basketball, but I, I was okay. I played in two state championships. Wow. Um, well, I'm sorry. I played in one. I was supposed to play in two. Uh, my junior year, um, I was the lead scorer and rebound on the team, and I had um, I broke my I broke my uh, my right hand about after the first playoff the first playoff game. I didn't get to play in the state championship my uh, junior year, but we we were able to go back my senior year. Okay. Mm. So when did you know, I mean, so you kind of knew you after your junior year when you started getting all those letters that football was going to be what took you to the next level. So what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was, I was in agreeing with you. So what What other schools besides ECU, you said you were getting these letters, what other schools besides ECU were, were sending you letters? Uh, I know uh, definitely Tennessee was, was on me hard. Philip uh, Former, I got to meet Coach Former. Uh, face-to-face, and Coach Ron, uh, I think the recruiting coach in the area at the time was Ron Brookings, and uh, so I got to talk to Coach Brookings several times. Um, at the time, um, uh, Jim Caldwell was at Wake Forest. Right. They were recruiting me pretty heavy, and then, of course, uh, uh, Jimmy, um, Coach Caldwell's son, uh, little Jimmy, he and I played together in the East-West All-Stars, and uh, I got to meet, uh, of course, uh, Mac Brown, 
uh, Coach Browning was a recruiting coach for that area. I was, he, coach Browning was at my house almost every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I saw him pretty frequently. And then, too, at the time, my cousin, uh, Leon Johnson, was at Carolina, too. Oh, so yeah, wow. Kinda, I remember Leon yeah. was a great running back. I remember him. The Johnson yeah. and Johnson uh, guy at Carolina, I remember Yes, sir. That's, that's him. So a lot of people kind of had me pegged on going to uh, Carolina. Okay, well, what, let's talk a little bit, go back a little bit to high school. What What would you say was your favorite high school memory of football? What was maybe a game that you would love to go back and play over again if you could? I, I know there's probably more than one. There, there are, but there's one that definitely sticks out, and that's the state championship that we won. Wow. You know, we won the state championship in the senior year, uh, 16 and 0. It's only been done twice in the state of North Carolina. Um, you know, we, well, I tell you, man, we had a team, a team for the ages. That's what they called us, you know, in Hickory, the team for the ages. We literally, we scored in 16 ball games. We scored over 740 points Jeez. in 16 ball games. And, and, and our defense in 16 games, we only gave up 99 points. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dominant there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we were a dominant group. You ask anyone about that about that ninety six, ninety seven, Hickory High football team, and they'll tell you, man, we we had some players come out there. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome there. So, what made you pick ECU? Uh, I think uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, coach Jet, Coach Paul Jet, was a recruiting uh, coach in the area, and uh, Coach Jet, you know, just really, if you know him. Just a really mild-mannered guy, just a very humble, real smooth-talking guy, uh, but very sincere. And uh, Coach Jack, really, he started catching my ear uh, with East Carolina. He told me, he said, you know, I'm going to bring Coach Logan to come to come meet you one day. And I'll never forget, I was uh, I was in class. Uh, I, was in, I was in workout class at the gym, and uh, they, the guys came to the school. And they pulled me out in the hallway, and Coach Jet was standing there. My coach was at my high school coach was there, and Coach Jet's in the hallway. And I, I seen a little a little man with, with dark hair, with his piercing eyes, and uh, he just looked at me. And uh, Coach Jet was like, "Hey, Coach, hey Ty, this is uh, this is Coach Steve Logan in East Carolina. Uh, he wanted to come down and meet you." And I I said, "Hey, Coach," and I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. And he paused for a second, and he just kind of looked me up and down, like I almost like I like I was a big a big sandwich or something. And uh, he looked me up and down, he looked me square in my eyes, and he reached out, he shook my hand, he said, son, you're going to be a pirate. Oh, and, wow. um, and, uh, and really, you know, it, it's just that conviction, that conviction that he had in his face, you know, it's like, son, you're going to be a pirate. And, um, and that was kind of one of the things that, of course, after I took my official visit, man, that, it pretty much, that's still the deal. Once I took my official visit, you know, when the, I mean, the red carpet was laid out, I mean, for my family. I mean, we just felt so at home. You know, like I said, being from a small town, and Greenville is not a huge town. It's right. not, a, you know, it, it just felt it felt like home. Yeah, that that uh, I hear that from a lot of the guys that I interviewed that, you know, they, it felt like home when they went to Greenville. So your first impressions when you got on campus, I mean, yeah, pretty much what it is, it felt like home to you? Yes, it did. It just felt like home. It just felt like a bigger, uh, a, a way bigger campus than I've been going to in Hickory High School. You know, every everyone was friendly. Everyone, you know, and uh, of course, you know, being a football player, you know, uh, you kind of you, you, you get a little extra. extra oh work yeah. Or two. Oh you, yeah. You know, 
Well, I mean, just from your, your sheer size for most of the part, you know. But um, but yeah, it just um, just the whole feeling about it, you know. It just it just felt really it felt really good. It's kind of one of those things where you 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 know you, you trust you trust your you trust your soul. You, know, you trust your soul to help you make that make that decision. And uh, I tell you, I uh, I don't regret it one bit. Right. So you talked about Logan. What was it like over the over the years playing for Coach Logan? Coach Logan, you know, he was a man that he he de- he demanded certain things, and if you didn't give it to him, he was going to get it out of you. Um, he had his ways of doing it, you know. And uh, but at the same time, it was it was the demand was respect. The demand was that you work hard. Uh, the demand was that you don't let your teammates down. You don't let your brothers down. You know, and that was the thing. If you don't play for no one else, you play for your brothers in the room. It's strapped it up with you. And that was always kind of our, our thing, that our motto and mantra that we live by. You know, you play for you play for your brother that, that you're going to war with. And that's what we did. And, um, and Coach Logan, he's just one of those guys that really, that's one of the things he really, really, uh, he really pushed that. You know, because when it comes down to it, I mean, the coaches can coach from the sideline, but they're not on the field with exactly. you. Exactly. You know, exactly. Your, your, your teammates, you know, that you know, that you've been your battle buddies that you've been battling with in practice all week and going through uh winter conditioning and summer camp and spring football, you know, those are those are your battle buddies. Those are the guys that you you gonna lay it down for. Exactly, exactly. So talk a little bit, you redshirted your, your freshman year, your ninety the ninety seven year. You come back in nineteen ninety eight. What was it like and I always love to, love to ask this question. What was it like the first time, that first home game at Thickland? I think it was against Chattanooga. That would have been September 12, mm-hmm. 98. What was it like getting ready to come out on the field for that first game at Thickland? All I can remember, I can remember, is that when we, we walked to the fence and they started popping that purple smoke. <laughs> and, I heard that, and I heard that siren go off. And I guess, that, is that Jimmy Hendricks? They yeah, had a and man, and and you could, I mean, my, if you could, if you could see me now, literally, there's there's chill bumps <laughs> that raise up on the room, you know, just talking about it. But that feeling, that feeling of coming out there and and hearing that thing go off, and then the cannons go, and then the fight song come, and then we come running out. I tell you, I, I, I don't know how to put that in words. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, it, was, it was just super, super exciting. Yeah, see, I love hearing their stories like that. That's that's one of the best things about it, right there, is hearing guys talk about that. You know, and you know, getting 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 that feeling back again is is great. You know, I I only got to play high school, but I can tell you right now, you know, the feeling you got going on the field and hearing the crowd, just a small crowd like I we had at our school, it, it still gives me goosebumps right now. I can't imagine coming out at Thickland. With with thousands and thousands of, of people with, and with Purple Haze playing, that that would have been uh, yeah. so great, so awesome. So you guys, yes, you guys beat Chattanooga after losing the opener of Virginia Tech. You go on a four game mm-hmm. win streak. Then you travel. We talked about this a little earlier. You travel down to Alabama. What was it mm-hmm. like? The atmosphere, like playing at Alabama in front of eighty thousand people. Well, I, I tell you, we we played them. Um, we didn't play them um, at Tuscaloosa. We played them in Legion Field, right? And um, and Legion Field. Um, now I tell you, you you can you can feel the spirit of Bear Bryant in that place, because <laughs> I tell you, those those fans they sure uh, made you remember, you know. And uh, it it was funny. Um, 
I remember, um, I think we had played um, UAB maybe the year before. Of course, I didn't get to travel to that game. That was my freshman year. Right. And I was red shirt. But uh, I remember coming out, and they had the, the area fixed up by a locker room when we were coming out. And I and I saw a gentleman with a big Alabama shirt on, Alabama hat, and you know, I was coming out. I hadn't I had put my helmet on yet. And he looked me right in my eyes. He said, hey, this ain't UAB. It's Alabama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, I knew, I knew then. I said, "We about to be the dogs right here." <laughs> yeah, but you guys, I mean, it, it, like you said, like we said before, it, it's it's tooth and nail, grinding it out, and you guys come up one point short, lose twenty-two to twenty-three, and I, like I said, I forgot how close that game was. I remember uh, seeing it back in the day, but. For some mm-hmm. reason, and I don't know how in the world I forgot that ECU played Alabama at Alabama, but uh, you guys can't come pretty pretty close to with a major upset right there. We did. I tell you, we played so hard that game. You know, and uh, that actually, um, I don't think I played in that game. I, I was there, of course. Uh, I didn't get to play in that game, being uh, being uh, you know the fresh me on the field. But right. uh, I tell you, I had the opportunity to, to sit from the sideline and observe and watch and de- and watching. The guys in front of me, you know, the 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 Rod Coleman's and the the Brian Johnsons and the the Norris McCleary's, you know, watching watching those guys, the Jeff Cars and you know the, the watching those guys play in the intensity, you know, those guys play with it, seeing what you know, just what it what it takes to play against a, an Alabama, you know, um, when you see a, you hear of an Alabama, you know, some people, man, they 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 just cringe. They yeah. cringe when you hear Alabama. Oh, yeah. oh, oh God, yeah. I don't want to play. But to watch, to watch <laughs> those guys stand up, you know, bow their backs, and 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 go play. I mean, that that let me know then when we played those guys that way. I said, hey, we can compete with anybody in the country, and and that let me know too right off the right off the gate that I said, man, hey, man, East Carolina's for real. Yeah. You know, we're 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 on for real program when we when we decide to play. We can play and play with anybody. Yeah, and it, it reminded me so much of, of of the '83 team. What the '83 team did uh, with with losing three games to to teams ranked in the top, I think, 15, and all Florida teams, and all on the road by combined 13 points. That's that's one of the things that that really made me such an ECU Pirate fan because. As much of a smaller school as they say ECU is, ECU was mm-hmm. never afraid to play anybody. I remember playing the Penn States back in the eighties. I remember playing the Auburns with Bo Jackson, Tennessee, Tennessee with Peyton Manning. <laughs> I mean, yes, you know, ECU has West never Virginia. been afraid to play anybody. Miami, Florida. I can remember yes, when Miami, Florida came to Greenville when Jimmy Johnson was coaching, and after the game. At the press conference, uh, Jimmy Johnson said, you know what, I'm never coming back to this place again. These people are crazy. So, I mean, mean, yeah, ECU was never afraid to play anybody. And that that just showed right there with with traveling down to Alabama and coming an inch within a major upset there. So you guys go on to the rest of the season. You have a wild, wild game with with Louisville, high-scoring game. You get guys come up on the short end to stick it out, sixty-three to forty-five. But you you end up uh, salvaging the season with a uh, the finale against Memphis. You get a thirty-four-thirty-one win. Now, nineteen ninety-nine, you guys come out, and you know, was there a lot of people saying, "Would well, you guys feel like this could be 
a great year for us. You know, we got a lot of guys back. David Garrard, uh, you know, the offense is going to be good. Defense is stacking up pretty good. Did you guys feel like this could be a special year for you? I think we definitely, we definitely had that in our in our minds that that the year that that was the year. We had great leadership. Um, like I said, you know, ninety nine, you know, we had Jeff Carr, you know, we had Kevin Monroe and uh, Norris McCleary, you know, uh, Pernell Griffin, you know, Chris Satterfield, you know, we had we had leaders, you know. I mean, I, I the wazoo from every from every everywhere you could think of, you know, even even from my long snappers, you know. What I mean, we everybody was just we had leaders everywhere, you know. We had a great offensive line, great defensive line. We had a great team, and I think uh, at the end of the year you saw the product. I mean, nine and three, nine and three, and, yeah. You know, and, and for us, and for us to to go play in the bowl game against one of the Heisman Trophy oh, yeah. candidates, yeah, with Daniel Thomason, and and really. And, and to be honest, we said in that game we we had we had opportunities to win that game because with Ladanian, I mean, when you go back and look at the stats. I mean, this guy was taking you know forty between forty and forty five you know carries a game. I mean, he was he was just just a, a machine. He was. He definitely was. But I. But I think we, I think we did, we we held them okay. I mean, for the most part, I think he rushed for right around, I think like one one fifty, one sixty. And but when you think about the average, if he had a forty some odd carries, yeah. I mean, that's what four, four yards a pop, four yards a pop. Yes, yeah, so, I mean we we were we were in the wheelhouse, you know, to uh, a plan against a great TCU team that we could have won and really really capped off that year. So, you guys start off with a big win over West Virginia at Charlotte. Uh, yes, and, sir. and then that kind of got the, the ball rolling. You end up with a romp over Duke. And I got to mm-hmm. ask you this. Got to ask you this. You know, you talk about Wake Forest recruited mm-hmm. you. A lot of people <laughs> said you were going to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And ECU, you know, has always been like the the respect issue with ECU and the ACC teams. Did you guys feel like when you played these ACC teams, you know, any of them, that when they came out there against y'all, there was a lack of respect for y'all. Every single time, uh, yeah. every single time, especially the ACC schools that was in North Carolina. Right. Every single time, it, it, it was the you know the thing was this you know most of it, we are, we always had a saying you know hey, this is a business trip this is a business trip we got no 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 we play those guys is personal. Right. NC State is personal. Duke is personal. Carolina is personal. Wake Forest is personal. Definitely, definitely. I like see that's I, I I know when I ask that question to all of, all of you guys, I get pretty much the same answer every time, and I love it every time I hear it. But uh, we got to talk about this too. One of the bigger games in ECU history, uh, and people go back and look at it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, a hurricane comes through eastern North Carolina, which is pretty much an every year thing, but kind of kept you guys from getting back to Greenville. You guys had a game scheduled against Miami, Florida, number nine Miami, Florida, by the way. And of all things, okay, first of all, how crazy was it when you guys found out that, okay, we're not going to be able to play in Greenville, but we're going to play at Carter Finley Stadium in Raleigh, what was the reaction to the to the with the team when you found out you're playing at NC State? You're going to be the home team at NC State. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back one one more step before that. Okay. 
we had just we had just beat South Carolina yeah. in South Carolina. Lou Holtz's Hall of Fame coach, Lou Holtz, his first home game. We beat South Carolina at South Carolina in front of eighty five thousand people. <laughs> so after after doing that, you know, we're on the high, and then you know, of course, we know we we're, we're aware of what the you know the hurricane is kind of you know tearing up stuff, but we didn't know how bad it was. We were all anticipating that. Hey, we got we about to go home, right? And then we got the news. Hey guys, uh, we're not gonna be able to go back home, and we we're all looking at each other like what? <laughs> and we're not going home. And, and luckily for me, my mother, she traveled to every game that I played. So I got to see her when I walked out at, at the locker room uh, after every game. So luckily for me, uh, we had just gotten that news. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, um, you know, when we travel, we only pack enough underwear for two days because, you know, we're going back home. Uh, <laughs> Can I have some money so I can buy some extra underwear? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's so classic, my mom, man. Yeah, man. So my mom, she gave me she gave me 100 bucks. She said, listen, you take this 100 bucks. You get what you need first. If any of your teammates need some help that you can help, you help. Wow. Me. I said, yes, ma'am. And uh, so, that whole, so that whole week, man, it was just, you know, to be able to prepare for a Miami team, number nine Miami team at that. Right. Uh, in, a, in a strange place, we had to work out, uh, you know, we couldn't go home. Uh, we couldn't sleep in our own beds. Uh, we, we were missing the normal things we normally get. You know, during the week, you know, hey, man, dude, we're going to Parker's Barbecue, man. We, yeah. missed, we missed our Barbecue <laughs> this week. You know, we, we missed our normal routine things that we do, you know, after practice, you know, uh, going to Pontana Bob's, you know, have, you know, just hanging out you know, doing things like that. And um, so we had to adjust. The coaches had to adjust. The strength conditioning coach had to adjust. Coach Connors. And, you know, we had to do that. So it was it was tasking. You know, because we, we, we started getting news that, you know, a lot of guys on the team, you know, lost everything. So it, 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 it started to become a little stressful. And I remember, you know, some of the guys that were getting news saying, hey, guys, hey, man, you know, your car is gone. Your car is not there no more. Your apartment's gone. Every, your, all your earthly belongings are under the water. You know, and um, so it, it, it triggered something. You know, it triggered something in us. You know, because for a second, we didn't know if we wanted to play for a second. You know, because we were like, man, right. we didn't want to see who's still. People are dying at home. People are dying. Yeah. You know, and we didn't know if we, if we wanted to play. But then... You know, when we found out, they said, hey, man, they're going to move the game. We're going to play NC State State. And we, and we looked at each other like, we're about to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we found out, and Coach Thomas and uh, Coach Logan, and they came to us, you know, T-I-I-I-I, and said, hey, listen, excuse me. I'm getting a little emotional now. I hear you. But uh, he said, you're not just playing for yourself. You're playing for the state of Eastern North Carolina, and they're going to be rooting for you guys. They don't have homes to go back to. A lot of them have lost everything. And you're going to be playing for them, and you need to look it all on the field. And I think once he gave that speech to us, mm. everybody knew that there was another gear inside of us that we had to hit. And we hit that gear, 
And Miami, I think when we first came down that game, and we started smacking them in the mouth, and they knew then, hey, this is the East Carolina of old. This is a different team, and we got so for you tonight. Yeah, and you, I mean, looking looking at the guys you went up against, I mean, it was not it was not like it was a down year for Miami. Number nine in the nation, you got Clinton Porters, James Jackson, you got Najee Davenport, you got Santana Moss, Bubba Franks, Reggie Wayne on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a pushover Miami team. This is a no. talented Miami team, and you guys go down there. You guys go down there and take care of business. And I mean, man, and hearing you talk about that speech right there, you talk about goosebumps. I've got, I've still got goosebumps right now. Hearing you talk about yes, that speech right there, that that's that's awesome, right? That's one of the best moments I've had in an interview so far, right there. That's 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 yes, awesome. Sir. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Uh, yes, sir. But what was, you know, as the game progressed, I don't know how much, you know, Miami's got a. A reputation for a lot of smack talk. I mean, Ed, yes, Reed, Ed Reed's out there on the defensive side. And as the game progressed, did they kind of get like, okay, wait a minute here. What's going on here? I mean, did, did the smack talk start lessening as the game progressed, or did they keep on oh. with it? Oh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely slowed down. It slowed down tremendously. I, I think, you know, of course, the game first started, you know, they're trying to. They're trying to rattle your cage, you know, saying stuff, talking crazy, uh, you know, doing do what Miami do. Yeah. You know, that's what they do. That's what they're known for. That's one thing we, you know, we were always told. And a lot of guys that, you know, were familiar with us, hey, man, this is what they're going to do. Don't let them rattle your cage. Go play football. Go do what we do. And uh, But I can definitely tell you, uh, it started out um, it started out fast. And it, it, it got quiet. It got quiet <laughs> real quick, especially especially around the third quarter. Yeah, around the third quarter, when I think getting closer to the finish time, and they was looking. I said, "Man, these dudes still here? Yeah, we still here. We still here. We're stopping the field. <laughs> yeah, we still here." So, the end of that game, of course, classic end. You guys get the win, twenty-seven, twenty-three. How big of a high was that? What was what was it like when that, that clock hit zero for y'all? What was the feeling like on the field? It, it, it felt like we could have ended the season then, like we like we won a national championship or something. Is what it felt like. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, but it just it just like I said, it just it was it was such a relief just from all of the like all the pressure. Um, knowing all the things we were knowing, you know, finding out, you know, that was going on back home. You've been able to deliver that win. You know, deliver that win, not not just for us, but for them. For the whole the whole eastern part of North Carolina, for them. We did it for them. And um man, it, it was it was good. It was it was so good. It's it's a memory as you can tell. Uh like I said, this you know, this happened. Twenty years ago, man. Yeah, I, I still get emotional about it. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely something that, something that you always remember, right there. I mean, that that yeah. game would would definitely be something I would always remember. So you guys go on, and I got to talk about this one too. Uh, the the last regular season game of the year, NC State comes calling. You guys are ranked twenty third. Uh, one of you know NC State, the the NC State East Carolina rivalry has always been talked about. You know, from the Peach Bowl, 
uh, to the to the 87 with the the stuff that went on on the field after that. Yes, sir. How okay? I can't. I don't know if you would put it right up there with Miami, but is it close? To getting that win over them like that, 23-6. Is it close to getting that win over Miami? I mean, I just know there was so much emotion in that Miami game yeah. of what was going on. But be anytime you get to beat an ACC team at Ficklin and and, yeah. and dominate them, that that's something that you really you know hang your hat on right there. Oh yeah, that that it, it was definitely up there. That that win is gonna that's gonna always be up there. I mean, you think about they and they had some ball players on that team now. Yeah, they did. There's some ball players on that team. Uh, you know, actually, a good buddy of mine. Uh, Nate Goodson was on that team. He and I played together in the Shrine Bowl, and um, and uh, it was uh, it was a it was a great game. And, and actually, another guy on that team was my teammate in high school, uh, Clayton Simon, uh, the okay. defensive lineman on that team. And uh, so he and I, of course, you know, we, we grew up together. You know, we know each other. We we had to a great for And um, but um, it was that win was definitely up there. I, I would I would definitely put that uh, right around number number. Number two or three is all time best since I've been there. Yeah, and then you, you guys, of course, advanced to the bowl game. How? What was the atmosphere like that bowl for that whole week around bowl week? It was exciting, especially especially from the defensive side. And then too, that was the first time we've been in a bowl game in you know, several years. Yeah. So um, it was it was big. It was big. It was a, I mean a lot of excitement. Um, I think uh, I think when guys found out how much we had to practice, wasn't they excited? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Hey, coach, can we just go sit down somewhere and go play the game?" He's like, "He's like, nah, man, <laughs> we got to practice." <laughs> but uh, but I tell you, it was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. You know, my first time playing in the bowl game, and uh, luckily, you know, it wasn't my last, and uh, right. I had a chance to play two more, two more after that. And uh, it was uh, it was really it was really a cool experience to to to, to play in a bowl game and to, to be on national TV and uh, for my for my friends back home and say man man I saw you on TV man I mean, it, it was it was cool it was really cool yeah for unfortunately you guys come up on the short end of stick with that one with Ladane and Thompson and uh, TCU get a twenty eight to fourteen win. You come back for the next year, you guys. You guys go eight and four. Now, I gotta ask you a little bit about some of the guys that you played with before, before we go any further. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about some guys on defense. Uh, uh, Norris McCleary, a guy that doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but was an integral part of that that defensive uh, unit. How was it playing with that guy? Well, I'll tell you something. Uh, Norris uh, was my host when I came down for my official group. Okay. And uh, I never forget. Um, I hadn't I hadn't sealed the deal yet with East Carolina, but I kind of knew in my um, in my mind in my spirit that I, I, I would be attending East Carolina. And I never forget we were at, at the Beef Barn. Man, I love that place. <laughs> uh, we were at the Beef Barn eating, and uh, my mom and my uncle they're sitting watching us eat two porterhouse steaks and three lobster <laughs> Why? And, you know, Jeez. And, and and at that time, you know, Norris is you know Norris is about six six, you know, about three hundred and twenty pounds. And so uh my mom uh looked at Norris and said, Son, um, is he gonna be eating like that? And he looked at he said, 
Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and, and pointed and pointed at Coach Coach Collins and said, "You see that man over there? See, when he get done with him, he gonna almost look like me." And uh, and my mom she didn't believe it, but uh, I tell you, man, Norris, that guy, man, he took me under his wing, and, and what's so what's so crazy about his up, I actually talked to him today. Oh, really? Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he and I, he and I, we, 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 hunt, we hunt a lot. We, we're avid hunters. Okay. So uh, we hunt a lot. And as a matter of fact, I, I'll be going down to his property this year do some hunting. Hopefully, uh, he come up to mind this, uh, this fall and do, do a little avid hunting with me. But, um, so Norris and I, you know, we hunt together quite a bit. And he's just, he's always been, he's, he's everybody's big brother. Right. He don't matter how old you are. Even, even guys that were older than him, he, Norris is big brother. You know, but he, he just he's just that kind of guy. You know, big big loving guy. Uh loves to joke, loves to laugh. But I tell you, when you when you cut when you cut the game film on, you see a man in there. Yeah. Definitely. You see a grown man playing that playing that three technique. And uh, I tell you, man, it, 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 you gotta be a man to play in there. Taking on double teams and you know, doing your thing and uh, I learned a lot from Norris, uh, you know, especially with my, my technique, my hand technique and my, my placement, my steps. You know, and how to how to get up field, and uh, you know, just different just different things. You know, I learned from him. But Norris, like I said, to this day, obviously, he and I are still really tight. So that just goes to tell you how how much he he has meant to me, right. and how much he still means to me. That's that's pretty awesome there. Okay, uh, Pernell Griffin, what was it like playing with Pernell? Pernell, my roommate, <laughs> uh, my my classmate, my brother. I tell you, man, Pernell Griffin, man, it was it was an honor to play with with the great Pernell Griffin, and uh, and too, you know, he and I got to play together in the Shrine Bowl as well, being teammates. And uh, we we first found out then that we were both going to East Carolina, and uh, we kind of started, you know, our friendship there. And it, it is to this day, you know, we we're still tight, you know, to this day. Awesome. Yeah, but Pernell is just a, you know, another guy. You cut the game from him. I mean, sideline to sideline, you you don't you don't become an all time leading tackler. No, you know, East Carolina by by just uh, you know patting, you know, <laughs> and, and playing with the ball. You you play some football, and you play some major football. And uh, his work ethic, you know, to watch him work and watch him lead, and and, and you know to follow following his leadership. Um, what better person to be behind? Right, definitely. And you guys start off with a big win over an ACU. Or over at no, ACC school, excuse me, uh, Duke. You shut them out thirty-eight to nothing, which had to be had to be pretty pretty great there to to put it to them, put it to them like oh, that. First, I was good to be Duke, you know, especially uh, at the time. Uh, Duke uh, had another teammate of mine from um, from high school that was on that team, Michael Alberto, uh, offensive lineman, and uh, so he and I got he and I got to play this just twice actually. Oh wow! And, uh, and uh, so he and I, you know, it's always a battle, you know, getting to go against him. And uh, actually, I think that that I, I think I collected my first sack of the season against them. Okay. Uh, right before halftime. Yeah, right before halftime. I think I had my first sack for uh, other season against those guys. But it's always good to, 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 to smack hometown, you know. Oh yeah. Hometown rival. Well, it's always, it's always good. Getting kind of off the subject a little bit here. Isn't it funny? And I'm the same way. Isn't it funny how you can remember so much about? These games that you played, what twenty years ago, and yes. I, I, my wife tells me the same thing because I can remember high school games I played. There was a video, a videotape somebody found of 
one of my JV games, and I could tell her everything that was getting ready to happen. And I hadn't seen it since I played, and it had been 20 years. And she's like, how do you remember all this stuff? You can't remember what I tell you to get from the grocery store. But yeah. it, it's just like it's something about football, I'm telling you. you just, it's nothing, and nothing against any other sport, but football – the relationship, just like you talk about the relationships you got with with uh, Mr. McCleary and Mr. Griffin, it's something different about football with those relationships that you got with these guys. I, I think I think it's because the bond the bond that you that you build when playing football is you is you guys against the world, right? You know, and and, and there's so many integral parts of football that where when you're able to get you know, 22 guys on both sides of the ball to be able to become cohesive and, and be able to get on one accord, man, that's, that's saying something. Yeah. And that's saying, some, that's saying something all the way up from the, from the athletic director down to the, to the head coach, to the, to the, the position coach, to the, to the strength and conditioning coach. That says a lot, man, that, that you were able to recruit guys and be able to implement a program that, that you found guys that, hey, they could put team first. And do team first, and that's what we. That's, and that's some. That's the thing with football. Um, it's just it's just one of those awesome sports that just you know though though now you know it's it's getting some bad rap you know especially with the CTE stuff right. and all that but you know but, but at the same time I'm, would I change anything? I wouldn't change a thing. Nah. So the next week, <laughs> what was it like? You guys get to tangle with Virginia Tech and Michael Vick. What was it like chasing Michael Vick around the field for for uh, sixty minutes? Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I think, when, when I tell you that guy is special, he's special. And when you see him run past the famous on the field, when you're watching it from a TV screen, it's ten times faster in person. Because I'm telling you, it's, it's the guy. He's a, he's a blur. I mean, he literally was a blur. I, I, there were times I was there. I think it was the first. The first play of the game, I came off the edge. I think I still have a picture of that. I came off the edge, and literally, I reached my arms out for him. And when I closed my arms, he was gone. Oh my god! And man, and he 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 was man. I tell you who that guy man. He just Houdini. I mean, he was just he could do so many special things. He was unbelievable. Yeah, and he, you guys dropped that game, but you go on and. Play. Uh, let's see who we go. You go on to the end of the year. You get back to the to the bowl game. Did you guys feel like okay? Last year we kind of dropped the ball. We we played a good game, but we didn't. We come out on shorting the stick. But did you guys feel like you prepared a little bit better for? I mean, this is a Texas Tech team that that's a high powered offense. You had Cliff Kingsbury. You had Wes Welker over there, among with other weapons, but. Did you guys feel like you prepared a little bit better for that bowl game that week from the experience you had the last the last year? Oh, we definitely did. We definitely prepared better. We I think we had now you have an older group of kids that understands what it takes. Because I think you know the year before that, you know nobody on that team had played in the bowl game. You know because it been it been a while. So now you had a, a younger crop of kids that had come up once the senior class was gone. So hey, listen. All right, we know what it takes now to win a bowl game. And so now let's go do it. And that's exactly what we did. I mean, before before 
before Texas Tech knew it, man, we man, we smacked those guys around, man. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were just like, man, what is going on out here? <laughs> I mean, we we were flying. I mean, we were flying all over the field. You realize you guys came within ten points of being a ten and two football team that year. Uh, the the Memphis ten game and uh, yep. UAB team UAB game. You lost by three to UAB and seven to Memphis. So could have been a ten and two mm-hmm. ECU team there. Uh, but definitely, definitely talk a little bit about, and I, I want to mention him. I know he was on the other side of the ball. What was it like with David Garrard as your quarterback? You know, I, I take it back even a little further. Uh, I met Dave, the first time I met Dave, we pl- I played against Dave in the East-West All-Star. And I remember we first all kind of got there, you know, with the symposium and um, everybody kind of meeting and greeting each other. And I saw this guy. And somebody told me, say, hey, that's the quarterback. I said, dude, he's an offensive lineman. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> at that time, Dave was probably about 280 pounds. And uh, I said, man, that dude, that dude, he's a quarterback. And I remember practicing, watching him practice. And he threw a ball. And I was like, yeah, he's a quarterback. And uh, I tell you, that was my first my first time being, uh, being, uh, being with Dave. And then... Having the pleasure to sack to sack Dave for the game, the game winning sack to actually win the game, so I always got to hold it over his head. Uh, <laughs> and as we, as he and I uh, grew up in the in the ECU program, I said, "Dave, you know, you know, I sack you for the win." Like, man, I didn't see you coming. <laughs> so you guys, you guys go on and uh, let's see. Looking at you, drop the opener, Wake Forest by two. Uh, Carolina, what was it like for you going to Carolina and playing at Chapel Hill? That was, uh, that was big. Though coach, though coach, uh, Mike Brown wasn't there anymore. A lot of the guys that I've been recruited by, a lot of guys I had gone to all these big time football camps with, that's where they were. They were Carolina. You know, the Quincy Monks and, you know, God rest his soul. Um, you know, those guys, you know, the heavy, the heavy hitters, the, the big guys that was coming out in the Carolinas at that time, that's, that's who was there. So I knew a lot of those guys. I played against a lot of those guys. And um, it, it was a fun game. It was fun. I mean, it was raining. Man, we were slipping and sliding all over the place. And it was a fun game. Though we came up a little short, it was a uh, fun game. I mean, you look at the guys that were on that team. I mean, Raul Curry. Darian Durant, mm. Willie Parker, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Julius, Julius Peppers. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah, I'm a Steelers fan, so I remember very well. I remember Willie Parker. I was thrilled to see <laughs> Willie Parker in a, in a Carol and do what he did at Pittsburgh. Uh, yes, sir. But you end up getting reve- a little bit of revenge. You, you beat Texas Christian. You get a little revenge mm-hmm. on them. Uh, but mm-hmm. then you kind of. The last two games against Louisville and Southern Miss, you kind of you, you guys lose by seven and lose by five, and you kind of left wondering, are we going to make a bowl game? Uh, you, I think you were dependent on Southern Miss to lose to get in a bowl game. So what what was that feeling like? You guys was it kind of like a an edgy feeling? Like gosh, no, we we need we we deserve to be in a bowl game, but you know these last two games just just killed us. You know, we, I think we were, we were more pissed off than anything that, that we had. Because that, that was our, our mind frame. We don't, 
we do what we do. We control our own destiny. Right. And to, and to actually have our destiny be in the hands of someone else is unacceptable. But you know, so we we were we were a little we were a little mad um, that we that we didn't finish the job. And I'll be honest with you, my senior year, man, that team, uh, I just felt like, man, like we just we just we under we we, we underachieved that year. And um, especially for what we had in, in plans for us, you know, they, we left the the stock room for the for the team left in good shape. I mean, we we had. I mean, we had uh, a lot of guys with a lot of playing experience, and we just we just came up we just came up short in so many games, and that was kind of right. our Achilles heel. Our Achilles heel is that you know we don't get beat bad, but we get beat and a lot of times it's self inflicted, and that and that was just kind of that was just kind of the thing we couldn't we couldn't seem to get over. Yeah, five of the six losses were by uh, single digits. Uh, yeah, two to Wake Forest. <laughs> Three to Carolina, uh, five to Louisville, and seven to Southern Miss, and then three to the game we're getting ready to talk about. As painful as it is to talk about, you guys get end up going to the bowl game, taking on Marshall, who was ten and two. Marshall with Byron Leftwich at the quarterback. Uh, yes, sir. What was it like? What, you guys prepare for him a little different than you did for any of the other quarterbacks out there because he was such a different kind of quarterback back then. Did you, did they have y'all prepared any different for him? Not really. I mean, because not really. I remember all of them was that, hey, listen, this guy's a statue with a real cannon yeah. attached to his shoulder. So he's not real mobile. So he's not Mike Vick. You know, he's not <laughs> going to run all over the field. I mean, he'll run it. He'll, he'll try to get rid of it if he has to. But we can get to this guy, and that was our whole thing for the reason. Hey, let's get to this guy. Let's put let's put the pads on him, and let's make him let's let's, let's rattle his cage. And we did it for the most part. Oh for yeah, most of the game we, we did it. And um, now I tell you, man, with Greg Lefevre and Pernell Griffin, and man, I tell you, guys, man, we were wearing hats. I mean, we were wearing hats on this guy. And uh, he he but he is the the constant professional as he is. He 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 stood in there. He took it like a man. And he kept, he just kept coming. He kept coming. We we'll talk a little bit about this early in the game. I think the first touchdown of the game, uh, a twelve yard interception return by you. <laughs> take, take, take us through that play. How that how that came about? <laughs> well, I mean, that was it was film study. You know, just film study and, and understanding my opponents. And under, and uh, I remember that play because they ran that play a lot with uh, Darrell Marriott and. Uh, it was one of those things where, you know, playing defensive line, when you have an offensive tackle that when you try to attempt him to, you know, engage with him, but he's really not trying to engage with you. Right. And then you you started kind of reading your keys. I said, okay, he's not trying to engage with me. He's trying to reach block me. So immediately my head and my eyeballs went inside. I looked inside and I saw the, the Marriott kind of, kind of flowing towards me. So I simply cut up field when I seen him cut the ball loose, and two things were going to happen in that play. I said, either I'm going to knock Mr. Marriott, I'm going to knock him completely out, or I'm going to intercept, or I'm going to intercept this ball. And lo and behold, I was able to be somewhat of an athlete and catch the ball, and I took it to the house. Had to, how, how big of a thrill was that for you to get that touchdown in the bowl game? 
Man, that is every. When I tell you, <laughs> a you defensive lineman, defensive lineman, any defensive lineman from from professional to high school to that's every defensive lineman's dream is to be in because we, we, you know we always we always tell ourselves we're the best athletes on the field anyway. So uh, you know to be able to to show my stuff you know for twelve yards. And you would thought you would thought that I ran a I ran a hundred and ten yard bouncer after running twelve yards. Dude, I was I couldn't even go back to the next series. I was oh, so, wow. I was so excited. I was so excited and so amped up and out of breath. I, I and you you would have thought I ran the, the entire hundred yards of the, of the field. I only ran twelve yards. And you guys jump all over them. And like I said, uh, I was telling you I think before we went on there, I was I was on the road listening to it on the radio. Trying to get home so I could watch it on TV, and, and everything was just going great. Big lead, halftime, and and I get home, and and as soon as I start watching on TV, it's like, okay, things started. They started coming back, and I was like, I need to get back in the car. After a while, I said, I need to get back in the car and just start listening to it there. What what was it like when everything they started coming back? I mean, was I mean I I can imagine it was frustrating. Oh man, you, I mean, really, what, what, what I, I remember very, very clearly, I was like, in my mind, I was like, here we go again. Here we go yeah. again. You know, I mean, we, we can't, we start off fast and we can't finish the doggone game. And it's like, here we go again. You know, cause I think at that time, I think we had, we had scored. We were like one of the, the, the number one teams in the, in the country. For, for scoring the most points in the first the first quarter, I mean we we were just hammering people from the first quarter, second quarter, and then you started seeing it's like a like a uh, like a manual shift car just kind of throttling down. You know we couldn't we couldn't put the put the finishing screws on people. And that was a, that was our Achilles heel, my senior year. That year we 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 couldn't finish people, and it was so frustrating because I'm like, dude, this is this is what we do. This, this is supposed to be our calling card, you know, is to finish people. And we couldn't do it, man. It was just so frustrating, you know. It's almost like when you've seen it, you see it rolling down here, it was like a snowball effect, you know. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just like, man, we just can't. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I, I, I get upset today for oh, everybody because I'm like, man, we, we could have been, we could have been that class, my class, we, we could have been the all-time women's class in East Carolina history. You know, if, if we would have finished that season, like we should have finished that season. Yeah, definitely. And then you guys end up losing in double overtime, sixty-four to sixty-one. So, in the locker room after the game, you you finish your career at ECU. What was what was the feeling like when you were sitting in the locker room, knowing you know, okay, my career at ECU is over. Complete sadness. Complete sadness. Um, knowing knowing that. That I would never get to experience that again at that level. Um, though I got to play a little football afterwards, I got to play a little arena football afterwards. But being being with those guys, I wouldn't be able to do it again with those guys. That was the heartbreaking part, you know. And um, especially some guys that you know on the team, you know that that like I said, twenty years later, you know we're friends to this day. And if they ever were in, in a situation where they said, "Ty, I need you," I'm in route. Where you at? You know, we have those kind of relationships. And uh, that was the saddening part, you know. And though I knew that life was going on for me to do something else, 
that moment, I just wanted, I wanted to stay in that bubble just a little bit longer, you know, but at the same time, I knew that, hey, you know, life, life is going, life is going to keep going. Right. And some, some of these guys I, I, I've, I've had the, the honor of sitting up with and going to war with, you know, um, they're going to go on and do better things and I'm going to go on and, and do things in life and, you know, and, uh, we're going to get to watch each other grow. Now we're getting to watch our children, you know, uh, do things. And I tell you, it's, we're now we're at another stage of this thing now. We have, we have, we got some guys who got kids that's, that's, that's back in, it's in college now. Yeah. You know, and it's exciting, you know, it's like, man, can you believe this? That we actually, we've done this stage of our life and now we got children. That I'm doing this now. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And I, 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 we talked about how special football was. I can remember my last game, and I didn't take. I'm talking about helmet, shoulder pads, or nothing for for at least 45 minutes to an hour. I didn't take it off because I knew then it was over once I took it off. I mean, it, and yeah. I didn't want it to end. I'm like you. I didn't want it to end. So. You talked a bit about life after after ECU. Uh, you played a little arena football. What what else did you do after you left ECU? Well, after I left ECU, um, I was pretty pretty battered and broken. Uh, you know, several knee operations, uh, broken foot, strained pecs, strain. I mean, broken hand. You know, I was just I was I was kind of I was kind of beat up, man. You know, playing defensive line, man. It, it's it's uh it's it's a, it's a man's world down there. And uh, so I played a year, one year of arena football for the Greensboro Prowlers. And um, after that, um, you know, I, I kind of had a I, – I, I remember going back home, and I was at a stage in life where I was like, hey, um, life's about to get real here, buddy. Right. Uh, what's, your, what's your good with yourself? You know, you have, you have a degree. You earned your degree. Um, what are you going to do now? And, uh, you know, I started really looking at jobs in my field – that I graduated from, I had I got my degree in communications and uh, my um, my concentration was media production. So uh, I started looking at jobs, you know, in, in my field, and I was seeing that uh, they were making like nineteen thousand dollars a year. Twenty, I said, man, I can't survive. I can't survive making nineteen thousand dollars a year. I have to have five. I have to have five for a week. <laughs> Just a yeah. minute. And uh, so I remember going down that going down that road, and uh, my uncle, who um, who was a, a heavy influence in my life, uh, he was a police officer in the city of Hickory where I grew up from, and he'd you know, been there thirty years. I mean, ten ten to fifteen years of, of that. Well, he's a homicide detective, and so I, you know, I've been around you know police in my entire life, and you know, and, and my personality. You know, my uncle came to me. And he said, "Son." You ever think about being a police officer? I was like, no, nah, Uncle, I really haven't thought about being a police officer. He said, he said, listen to me. He said, you can communicate with anybody about anything on any level. He said, you're a people person. He said, policing is 90% being a people person. You know, 10% is, you know, physical and knowing the laws and all that stuff. He said, but 90% of your job, you know, is being a people person. He said, dude, you have that. He said, I think you should be able to try. And 18 years later, I'm still a police officer. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that, that, you know, I got nothing but respect for that because that is a, especially in this day and time with everything going, that's a tough job to have right now. Uh, nothing but respect for that. Uh, but, wow. Are you, are you, now where are you at now? Are you in Hickory or are you somewhere else? 
No, sir. I police in the city of Atlanta. Oh wow! Yeah, you 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 stay busy then, don't you? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, but Matt, and you talk about, and I don't. This is the first time me and you have ever talked. But him talking mm-hmm. about you being a people person, I can definitely tell that from the from the hour that we've talked right now that you could communicate yes, with anybody. Uh, you, you definitely yes, can. Uh, that's no doubt about that. So, I got a little two more quick. Quick hitting questions for you, and then then I'll let you go. Uh, toughest opponents that you went up against while you were at ECU, yeah, individually or, or whatever, however you want to do it, could be more than one. Uh, let's see, team or just individual? Or either you could do both if you want to. Okay, well I go individual first. I would I would have to say probably the toughest opponent I gone against was PJ Alexander. Uh, he played Syracuse. Okay. And, you know, we got the scout report on him. You know, hey, this guy, you know, he's going to be a high draft pick. And, you know, all this, he's pretty good. And I'll never forget, uh, you know, they had, you know, he was in the huddle. You know, first play of the game, you know, we know it's, the, you know, we out there to start. Guys, you know, we out there. You know, we kind of bounced around. No wait for them to break the huddle so we get this game on, on, on the road. And P.J. turned around. He ran to the line. And he got down in his stance. And he looked at me, and I looked down at him. And his arms was almost as big as my legs. <laughs> and he looked, at, he looked at me, and he said, what's going on, Chief? <laughs> and that, and that, I was like, man, it's about to be a long day. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and Syracuse that time, you know, it, it wasn't no real pro-style offense. It was smash mouth football. Right. Counter, up, trap counter. That's all they did. Guard pulling guard, guard kicking out. That's all they did. But to be honest with you, though, as tough as he was, one-on-one, I actually had a pretty good game against them, but mainly because I, I studied. I studied, you know, my, my film session for that week. I studied well, and I just really read a lot of my keys. Because with all the movement going on with the offensive line, a lot of the times I would get in his hip pocket and just follow him all the way to the play. Right. And nobody was blocking. You know, so a lot of times I had a, you know, a few tackles in that game. I made some, some good plays, man. I was just like, man, this, like, this is good. But I tell you, when it was time when he and I had to go one-on-one, man, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was Clash of the Titans in there. <laughs> so what about our, our toughest team you went against? I would say toughest team every year. Every year, Southern Miss. You know, and Miss, it's funny Southern you say Miss. that, but you remember how big of a rivalry that was back then? Because uh, I remember back in the eighties and, and and even up until when y'all played, that was that was a big rivalry back then. Yes, sir. And we we had a we had a cool nickname for them. You know, I think they were the Golden Eagles, and we called them the Chicken Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> but now I tell you, I hated I hated playing in their stadium. Um, their stadium was so small. You know, so when we had a when we had a defensive huddle, literally the crowd could listen to everything the coach was telling us. And you would hear they they'd be over our shoulders. That that play's not going to work. That's not going to work either. It ain't worked all game. And you turn around and be like, dude, shut up. <laughs> so, but, uh, it just, those guys, man, were relentless. But I tell you, when I tell you they put out some ball players, they put some ball players out. They right. had a great program. 
great program. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's one of the that's one of the programs. You know, you hear all about Brett Favre, but that's one of the underrated programs in college football. There, as far as what they put out over the years. Uh, you better believe it. Favorite, and I think I know what this is going to be. Favorite memory while you're at ECU. I think I know already what it's going to be. Oh yeah, you already know, buddy. What twelve yards? That that twelve, <laughs> that twelve yards, one hundred ten yards. Of fact, I'm in. <laughs> oh boy, did they let you keep the ball? Nah, I had to get the ball back. It was their ball. <laughs> it's a shame you but didn't I think, get the ball. But you know what though? It's okay because it's on it's on YouTube. So I got to show my my eight year old son. He who didn't believe me, and uh, I got to show him that. And uh, I said, man, you know, I scored a touchdown. And he said, Daddy, you ain't scoring no touchdown. <laughs> I said, okay, then, buddy. I said, walk on the this computer with me. I said, I want you to see it real big. And I uh, pulled it up. And he saw that. He said, Dad, that's not true. And he, and he, it, the, he kept the camera on me long enough where he showed me to take my helmet off when I walked down the sideline after I scored. And his mouth hit the floor. He said, Daddy, that's you. <laughs> but you got heaven. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's getting ready to go up on my Facebook page in a few minutes, too. I'm going to let some other people see that because I didn't know it was on YouTube. I've got to go back and look at that again. So uh, we'll, we'll yes, definitely please. put that up there. But, Mr. Hunt, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to me. I think we've talked about an hour, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Like I said, one of my favorite moments I've ever had in an interview was talking about that Miami game and the speech and everything, man, that that that's pretty awesome. There, I really appreciate yes, you man. taking time to talk to me. Uh, you know, and before I let you go, ECU football right now. We talked a little yes, bit sir. before we went on there. What what do you think about the direction we're going? In? You think we're going in a good direction now? I think we are. I think um I think one thing one thing about East Carolina man that draws that keeps drawing people there the history. Yeah. The history, it, it, it keeps drawing people there. People know that there's something special there, and all it takes is a few people, a few those kids to say, you know, which is what these kids are doing now. They're teaming up together. They're calling each other, hey, dude, hey, dude I'm going here. You coming? Right. We, we didn't do that when I came through the process. You just ended up there. You know, we, we just ended up there. But these kids now, they're actually plotting and planning. And, you know, saying, hey, listen, we can go here. They run this pro-style offense, and we can go do this, and, and we can make something special happen. And it's just something about Greenville, North Carolina, man. And, and I tell you, the last time I was there, I want to say it was probably about maybe five years ago, I had gone down for homecoming. And I tell you, man, that place has changed oh, yeah. so much. It has. Well, I take it, I take it back. It wasn't five. It was two years ago. I went down for the A&T game, and right. it got rained out. It was that last year. Was that last year they played North Carolina A&T? Uh, I think it, it may have been last the- year. My mind's drawing a blank on that. But- yeah, it was last year. And uh, I went down, and I'll tell you, man, that place is huge. Yeah, it is. It looked, it looked nothing like that when I was there. Nothing. I wish I had a picture when I went to the first game, ECU game I went to was in 84 of that stadium. Well, and, and look at it now. To, to how oh, much is how how big it's got and and you know how nice it is with the facilities there. I mean it, it's it's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think we're going we're going in the right direction. We got a good coach. Uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have. Hopefully, we'll get to play this year. 
and I and I, yes. and I think we're gonna I think we're gonna have a better season. I think we're gonna keep improving as we go along. I think he's getting the right right kind of talent in there to, to fit his system. Uh, he's a proven winner everywhere he's been, and I think he's gonna do the same with ECU. I'm really excited about Pirate football again. I agree. I, I agree. I, I think I think the program is definitely on the upward swing. Um, I'm just excited. Like I said, hopefully we will have some football this year. Yeah. But I, I, I'm def- I'm definitely excited. You know, I, you know, you cut me and I bleed purple and gold. Oh yeah. And um, I tell you that I, I got all my I got all my all my jerseys hanging up in my in my gym in the house, and I got my helmet so a lot of my memorabilia. And uh, you know, my son he'll come every now and then he'll grab my helmet and put it on and run around the house and do <laughs> you know, and I tell you, man, it just it brings back memories. It just oh, brings yeah. back memories. Every time I, I and I, I walk downstairs and I sit into my gym, and it just, I see the jerseys. I still have the scuff marks on some of because most of my on my bold jerseys. So I still have the, the the green and black scuff marks on my jerseys. You know the the black and red on my yeah. jersey from the you know just so uh, it just brings back memories. You know, and uh, memories that obviously. Uh, have not left me no. that I that I that I would definitely uh, live with the rest of my life. Yeah, it's it's been awesome to hear you talk about those memories. And uh, man, I can't. It, this has been one of the one of the most enjoyable interviews I've had of of any of the not just the ECU football players, but it, I've had some pro football players. Uh, but hearing those memories, man, it's just it's just awesome to hear. And thank you so much again. I really appreciate this. Uh, and. Uh, Maybe maybe we'll get you back on here sometime. We can talk about, hopefully, some ECU football on here. Yes, sir. Sounds great. I'd, I'd, be, I'd definitely be willing to. All right, guys. That is Mr. Ty Hunt on the final score. 